Basically, what changed is, I would say, the events. But uh, for a long time now, people are talking about the two-state solution as something that is not going to materialize uh, anytime in the near future or the foreseeable future. So uh, now with the uh, pressures coming from uh, Washington, it became again some kind of a realistic option. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we find the people who were um, like so-so or perhaps uh, are now um, starting to to think about it in negative terms mm -hmm. because uh, uh, first we had uh, October 7th and then uh, we, we are experiencing American pressure which is something that uh, for a long time the left uh, actually waited for it to come. But we didn't see any real pressure uh, in the direction of the two-state solution. They were talking about it, but they didn't exert any, any, any real pressure. Now it seems that uh, it is becoming a reality. Mm -hmm. When you talk about 52% uh, not being in favor of two-state solution, does that mean that 48% are in favor? Now we have uh, we have also thirteen percent who do not know. Mm -hmm. So it's thirty five for, yes. fifty two against, and thirteen percent don't know among the Jews, uh, the Jewish interviewees among right. the amongst the Arab interviewees. Uh, the, the the development is also very interesting because we have now fifty five for, twenty seven against, and eighteen who don't know. Usually, uh, amongst the Arabs interviewees, we had over 70%, 0, uh, who were supported, sometimes even uh, above uh, 80%. Wow. So it seems it, they were normally the most supportive um, public in the region. That's interesting. The more, and, that, and, the more mm -hmm. that Biden talks about two-state solution, the less people believe in it. Uh, in a way, I mean, uh, because uh, it comes together with uh, October 7th right. uh, and, and it uh, affected the Arab interviewees as well, because for the first time uh, there were Arab casualties. Uh, they also found out that uh, their uh, towns and villages aimed against uh, by Hamas, they do not differentiate between uh, Jews and Arabs. And indeed, we see amongst the Israeli Arabs an increased level of sense of belonging to the state and uh, its uh, its problems. Actually, they are standing now between 65% to 70 who say yes, whereas in the past we had less than half who said uh, that they feel part of it. So we, we see there uh, a significant change. Sorry. That's that's fascinating. I want to ask you a little bit more about this belligerent attitude in Israelis. You're saying more. Eighty-seven percent of Israelis said that Israel should go back to uh, to the war against Hamas mm -hmm. because they felt that the the job wasn't done yet. Right. Okay. And and most of the people supported the hostage deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is very interesting because uh, if you recall the beginning of uh, the the war in Gaza, um, the hostages were not the first priority on the government agenda, right? It was uh, only the destruction of Hamas and so on and so forth. With the pressures coming from below, it has become 
um, also a primary uh, uh, aim of of the government, and and the support of the people became stronger and stronger because, in a way, it is um, some kind of an anti-government position, right? Because in the beginning, people were shocked and they expected the government to put the hostages first. The government didn't do it. And, and, and the fiasco of uh, October 7th became clearer and clearer to people. So supporting the aim that was not a priority at the beginning for the government is kind of, uh, you know, uh, protesting or, or actually uh, expressing negative uh, uh, um, attitudes towards the priority of the government. And on top of it, we, we saw that the deal was done and and uh, the people came back, the, the kids and, and, and the elderly women, and we know more about the conditions in which they were kept. So, uh, yeah, no, people are, are supportive. Dr. Herman, in your polling, you did something interesting, this political spectrum of questioning left, center, and right. And people say, is there a left still in Israel? Yeah, absolutely. By the way, it is the interviewees who put themselves along this continuum. It is not that we are imposing on them because of their views or, or anything. There, there are about 12 to 15 percent of Israeli Jews who define themselves as being on the left. Now, is that a political or economic? What exactly? How do you define left and right now? I would say that it's a kind of a, what in German it is defined as a, a Weltschauung. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a kind of a worldview. Uh, it is not necessarily connected to uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict the way that it was in the 90s. Uh, it's a combination of, of their uh, political views vis-a-vis the Palestinians, the uh, economic views, but the, also the views regarding the LGTB rights, mm-hmm. uh, community rights, and women rights, and uh, uh, state and religion. Uh, in American terms, you may refer to them as liberals. However, the other side uh, cannot be defined as conservative because the radical right is radical. They are not conservative <laughs> in, in, in any way. So we don't have better terminology yet. Maybe it will develop with time. I want to go back a little bit to the Israeli Arabs. And you said how they, uh, there's a growing sense of, of maybe belonging to Israel, mm-hmm. identifying with Israel. But yet the, you also found that there was a greater sense of physical um, fear and uh, their security yeah. was, was growing, actually. Uh, how do you account for that dichotomy? Because uh, uh, basically they are afraid of two things. Uh, one is, of course, Hamas and maybe Hezbollah, depending where they live. And second, they feel threatened by uh, radical groups within the Jewish majority uh, uh, sector, right? Because, mm-hmm. for example, they say that they are being uh, watched over by the security agencies, that Arabs uh, are being laid off in, in, in certain uh, jobs, uh, uh, and, and certain people are indeed uh, saying very, very, you know, aggressive words about them. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you remember that uh, uh, Minister Ben actually warned us that we should expect uh, another 
you know, round of what we experienced in May 2021, uh, violent clashes between mm-hmm. Arabs and, and Jews. It didn't happen. It didn't happen, but they feel that they are being supervised all the time and disciplined all the time. But uh, uh, paradoxically, this doesn't uh, or didn't pull the rats from under uh, their feet in terms of the sense, of growing sense of belonging. Now, I think one of the findings of your poll was that most are expecting have a wave of protest when this war is over. Mm-hmm. Um, you were asking that. Um, we expect this to happen based actually on on uh, on, on nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, on on the um, on the very few days at the beginning, uh, there was an effort to because of what happened to um, encourage people to uh, start the protest immediately. I mean, isn't that and the Israeli culture? It has become Israeli culture in recent years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't. We are not like the French people who protest uh, every six months on something. <laughs> uh, but uh, after Balfour and, and then uh, Kaplan uh, and the anti-Kaplan protest, which was lesser, but indeed uh, uh, it did take off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now with the um, comparison to 73 war, the post-73 war, when uh, um, Moti Ashkenazi and, and the other soldiers who uh, finished their, their reserve uh, service, mm. uh, they gathered in Jerusalem against the Golda Meir uh, um, government, out of which two actually extra-parliamentary movements developed, Gush Emunim and Shalom Achshav, both uh, originated in, in this uh, post-war protest. So the comparison between uh, the 73 war and the 23 war, is uh, it comes natural to most people. Can you predict what could come out of these protests? Well, it depends. It depends how, how the war uh, is going to end. Mm-hmm. And it depends uh, what will happen with the hostages. If the hostages will not be returned safely, then, uh, of course, uh, uh, the protests would be much uh, more aggressive and demanding and, and, uh, and angry. Um, but basically, I think that the it will not be a, a clear continuation of the couple of protests, uh, uh, but let me remind you that only three weeks ago, Minister Levin um, tried to restart the judicial reform, mm. and if they'll do it after the war, uh, they will meet very, very angry people. And this will be a collaboration of uh, people protesting against what led to, to the Hamas attack, then uh, the judicial reform, if it is being resumed, and uh, all the other issues that people find the government and some of the top brats of the IDF also, uh, responsible, and if they'll take responsibility eventually, because nowadays there, there is no demand from them to to put the keys on the table. Uh, but but when it is over, people will expect them to to put some actual meaning to their uh, uh, declarations that they are taking responsibility. I think we're all looking forward to when it's over. Thanks so much for talking to us, Dr. Tamara Herman.